If you take a college class on the introduction to philosophy, you will probably study Aquinas' five proofs for the existence of God. He formulated them in the 1200s. They are logical proofs, they are powerful, and they are well worth studying. I want to give two proofs of a different kind for the existence of God. I am an academic historian and I draw my arguments not from philosophy or logical debate, but from history, from real life. That's why I chose to study history in the first place. It deals with the real world. When you look carefully at history, it argues powerfully for the existence of God. Proof number one, the God of the Bible has done more to shape the cultures and civilizations of mankind than any other force. Start with the Bible. As a follower of Christ, I claim it to be God's written word. There are more copies of the Bible than any other book. It is the most purchased book of all time. It is the most translated book of all time, the most quoted book. It has the most books written about it than any other book in history. But if the volume argument isn't persuasive, try this. The ideas contained in the Bible are by far and away the most influential of all time. In my years of teaching, most of my colleagues would deny the truth of the Bible and even the existence of God. Yet every one of them believed a host of ideas contained only in the Bible. They held beliefs, often passionately, that were revealed in Scripture in no place else, and they just didn't know it. In my book, Seven Ideas That Changed the World, I list the most important ideas in human history, the most influential and they all come from the Bible. And no one has ever believed them except people influenced by the Bible. Let me give you an example. In his magisterial work, Dominion, British historian Tom Holland talks about the attempt of a Roman emperor, Julian the Apostate, to capture the power of the church for his own pagan religion. He saw that the followers of Jesus were revered because of their kind treatment of the poor. So he decided to imitate that facet of the church but he couldn't persuade people to do it. The church's treatment of the poor was based on her theology, a truth found in the first chapter of the Bible. God created man in his image. That meant the poor were bearers of the image of God and should be treated accordingly. Because the people of his day did not hold this biblical view, they could not be persuaded to minister to the poor. By the way, it's the same today. So a college professor who claims to be an atheist and denies the truth of the Bible and the existence of God passionately defends government programs for the poor. Why? He has been persuaded by the Bible's teaching that all people are created in the image of God and have infinite worth and value. In my last video, I talked about the American State Department's attempts to bring equality to women in Afghanistan, but they completely failed because to treat women the way we think they should be treated requires a passionate belief in another truth found only in the Bible. Women, as well as men, are created in God's image and therefore equal in worth to men. Surely this and many other biblical ideas held by modern men are powerful evidence that these ideas truly come from God, that He created us to recognize these truths, and that these ideas were revealed by a God who must exist. Proof number two, 
The history of the church is filled with spectacular turnings to God, explosions in commitment to Christ and culture-transforming revivals. These can only be explained by the existence of God. Take, for example, the rise of the early church. As many, many historians have stated, this is the most important development in the history of the world. Any important development you name in the last few centuries is dependent upon it. The rise of science, the technological revolution, the emergence of human rights, democracy, and a host of other things. All flow from biblical ideas and exist because of the emergence of the Church of Jesus Christ. But the growth and triumph of the Church should never have happened. I have lectured on the early Church to both secular and religious audiences more than a hundred times. I enjoy studying the sociological factors contributing to its growth. I list them all in my lectures, and as I discover new ones, I add them. I think I'm up to about 17 reasons now. But the human explanations are inadequate. How a tiny group of lower class, low status, persecuted, uneducated people could have conquered not only the Roman Empire, but all of Europe, and then created Western culture, the most powerful that has ever existed, cannot be explained any other way but supernaturally. The Spirit of God worked in the lives of the followers of Christ to make them the greatest power the earth has ever seen. And that is a powerful proof for the existence of God. These explosions have occurred many times since. In my last video, I spoke of the Cluniac Revival in the 900s that caused the formation of Western biblical culture. But let's move to America. In the early 1700s, America was a frontier, largely irreligious colony existing on the edge of the British Empire. Then came what historians call the First Great Awakening. America experienced a radical turning to Christ. Men like Jonathan Edwards and George Whitefield preached powerful sermons on repentance. Whitefield traveled up and down the 13 colonies and eventually preached in live audiences to 80% of the American people. The nation was transformed. In fact, the nation was created. One historian noted that this was the first event that involved all Americans, unifying them and leading eventually to independence. America was created by a moving of God's Spirit among the people. I have read every sociological explanation of this phenomenon, and none are adequate. The First Great Awakening argues for the existence of God. In the last hundred years, 600 million Africans have come to Christ. Nothing like this has ever happened before in the history of the world. In a little more than a generation, 150 million Chinese have become followers of Jesus. Since 1953, South Korea has gone from being 0% Christian to about 40% and is home to the largest local churches on earth. All this is best explained by the existence of the God who intervenes in the affairs of men. I have offered two proofs for God's existence, God's ability to shape civilizations and his ability to produce revivals in history. They are powerful arguments, and I add them to the other many powerful arguments for the existence of God. They are persuasive. I invite you to believe in the God of the Bible and come to Him through His Son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for watching. May our God bless you this day in a mighty way.